Sun has entered Taurus, and the food forest is in full bloom with fixed earth energy. While I enjoyed the rogue first wildflowers that were brave enough to bloom during airy season, and those warm days where I could take dormant plants as pioneers to new lands to transplant, it was really a slow and a beginning that's very action-oriented by me and the gardener, and metaphorically, every season is very much driven by the self. And it's almost as if during Taurus season, the earth comes to the party, and it says, and the plants say, we have our own agency to travel on our own, and remind me that I'm just a helper here. And while I may start the action, the raspberries are very capable of finding their own trails and as long as I clear them out of all the weeds that are also trying to take over the season. So during this Taurus and Sun season, it's a time to really get everything ready to be planted by the end of it. And it is a time, uh, in terms of vegetables even, um, the very end, and depending on where you live, but in terms of um, perennials and in terms of the raspberries, it's really the time to get the transplanting done and because the plants are moving around and they're starting to spread on their own. And once tourist season is ended, um, the end of May, you know, it's gonna be too hot. We'll be into Gemini season and it'll be time to start thinking about the fruit and to not be thinking about moving things around and transplanting as much. So this is really the most important time for the raspberries and um, in, in gardening and them in particular. Every plant kind of has its own season, but also too, um, you know, it'd be the last time if you want to plant like a tree, you want to probably do it. Um, again, it's going to depend on your zone, but if you're, um, you know, getting, getting into, you want to do it in the spring, um, or in the winter, most likely, like, you know, once you get into the summer, it's not as good of a time putting things in the ground. So right now is the time where you can, you know, magic will happen. Plants have their biggest birth of, burst of energy during this time of year. So um, you know, all my trees are going to put on their most growth now, and then they'll, they won't really grow as much during the summer and uh, um, fall and the winter. They really, they really start working on their roots and getting ready for the wintertime. And then in the spring, they have their big growth, their big burst of stem growth. Um, so I think that's something that we can kind of metaphorically take as we will, however we would like, into our own, into our own reality. And I like to like keep it kind of general in terms of that but i think there's some there's some deep wisdom in the way that the earth is coming to life in all directions unstoppably you know one of the words i think when i think of taurus is unstoppable i think of the chariot energy the the just i'm just gonna go 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 and just just um you know there's a stubbornness about it sometimes because that um i think the stubbornness comes from the la the window of opportunity being small and there's also like a practicality of it and like a groundingness of it. And like I think of Taurus as being a very rooted sign. And so with the sun entering Taurus and with other um, plants in Taurus, which I'll talk about in a little while, um, it's really a time to get roots in the ground <clears throat> and come back to the physical plane. So, um, you know, spending as much time outside or in just your own body and less, less time like on the internet, on like, um, and dreaming and all those things that were such a bigger part of the Aquarius Pisces season and started to kind of fade out during Aquarius, during Aries as we start going out there more. It's like now, now's the time where, 
you know, it's not, it's not, do I need to check the weather and see if it's warm out? It's going to be warm out, you know? Is it a good day to plant raspberries? Yes. Like, it, it, the airy season was a little touch and go, and, like, when it's go, you have to go. And I think that that's, that's the, that was the affirmation I was really bringing with me. But now it's in tourist season, and it's less of a question of, like, will today be a day where I can plant? And it's more a day of, like, okay, every day is going to be a day where I have to do something, and how can I pace myself and keep that steady, consistent energy? Because I think that, you know, the most positive side of Taurus would be like the tortoise in the hare, right? The tortoise is the tortoise, right? It's, it's moving slow, doesn't stop, it gets it done, right? It's not, it's not in any rush, but the, the hare might be, you know, the, the downside of the Aries energy, right? It, it's just like running too fast and then it, it needs to keep, t- t- keep taking naps and taking breaks. So now it's a matter of co- keeping that consistency in terms of the garden and also taking that into you know, metaphorically into the the rest of my interactions with the universe. Mercury is the planet of thoughts, ideas, networking, writing, and communication in general. It is also in Taurus supporting these themes of the sun that the sun has during the season of steadfastness, reliability, um, of focusing on the tangible and physical realm. Mercury will move into Gemini on May, so a little bit ahead of the sun. Now, while Mercury is in Taurus, the the real affirmation I take from this is to focus my thoughts, ideas, and mental energy on the physical realm to dig deep roots in reality so that when Gemini season comes, I mean, when Mercury goes into Gemini, I can um, send those flower petals of of those amazing ideas that that are rooted now out into the universe blowing in the wind. Um, I think that... Venus is also in, in Taurus until May 3rd. And Venus is at home in Taurus. This is where she's, you know, her, her home sign. And so we have all three of these influences. Venus is the planet of um, love, relationships, beauty, of uh, the divine feminine. And with, you know, the sun... The Sun, the Mercury, and Venus all together in um, tandem, we, we really see the, the real coalescing of these energies. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the transition from, Gem- from Taurus to Gemini because, you know, we'll be feeling it first from Venus on the 3rd, and we'll also feel it from Mercury on the 8th. I think that the different cusps where we move from one sign to the other in the zodiac are not equal. I think that some are much more challenging and jarring than others, and I think some are very natural flowing. Uh, for example, um, the last two we, we experienced, Pisces going to Aries is a tough one. It's the end of the cycle, and Pisces is this the sign of uh, collective, you know, energies in many ways. It's about it's about groups. It's about um, uh, working on behalf of others, it's a little hard to pin down. It's a little bit of, um, you know, it, you know, it, it's said to have a little bit of all the signs before it in, in it, and it's very about the dream world. You know, there's um, the positive side of that would be like a visionary, the negative side of that would be maybe, um, you know, being lost out in space. And that transition to Aries, which is the beginning of the zodiac. Um, is, is a very shocking transition where we go from being, you know, 
um, kind of a sleepy part of the collective to a very awoken individual who is very much about their own ideas and their own thoughts and their own way of being. And we're going from, you know, water that's very changeable, foggy water, <laughs> you know, fog, clouds, uh, to fire, the, the, the spark of a fire, you know, the, the, the wildfire that's just began. And I think that that, um, that can be a jarring change. Well, I think that Aries going to Taurus, I think it's a little bit more um, of an easy flow. You know, we're going from, we started fire, we, we, the force burned down, and now it's ready to grow again, right? It, it, it's, it's a more natural energy. Um, the, even the, the symbols that go along with them, the ram and the bull, uh, the, there's a flow between them, right? Like, it's, it's not like we're going from a fish to a ram. And now we're going from a bull to the twins with the Taurus to Gemini um, switch. And I think that this, you know, I think with all, and with all the transitions, I think that we prepare ourselves and we accomplish what the sign in, in with the, the, the sign presented to us, right? The, the quest, the sign that placement gave us, right? So we have our quest from Mercury and Taurus to be more grounded in our thoughts and keep our thoughts focused on the, the tangible physical realm and to and from Venus to really appreciate the love and beauty of the earth around us and if we can accomplish that if we can deeply root through Taurus we should have these beautiful flowering trees and when Gemini comes the mutable air will blow those flower petals all throughout the sky and and let them to dance and uh, you know in a wonderful uh, spectacle that that will be seen from space <laughs> it'll be so amazing um, but if we're not deeply rooted, when the winds of Gemini come, they will blow, quickly uproot all of everything we tried to plant. And our, our ideas, our love, and our life will be, um, you know, caught in the whirlwind and uh, blown away. So I think that this is, a, this is a transition that's very much like under our control. And it could be challenging, and it could not be, depending on how rooted we are for the winds that will come. So those are kind of what the, 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 you know, the major forces for the season. I really, I feel like it's, it's very, we're very much in the Taurus energy. We got the sun, Mercury, and Venus there. Um, we will talk about Mars next, which, um, you know, Mars is, is kind of off doing its own thing. But it's going to be, um, you know, it, it, it's wrapping up in Gemini, and then it's on its way to Cancer. So... Mars is the planet of the warrior. It's our passion, our drive. It's what makes us enthusiastic and enraged. Mars is entering Cancer on the 23rd of April. And with it, there's a feeling of defensiveness because Cancer is the crab and has that thick, powerful armor. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. It can be a time where we can dull our swords and shine our shields and create a beautiful castle with which our warrior, our inner warrior can rest. Or it can be a time where we become too defensive and we fortify to the point where our fortress becomes a prison. That would be the shadow side of Mars and Cancer. Given we have so much Taurus energy, we have so many planets in Taurus, and Taurus and Cancer have a positive relationship, I am feeling that this will be, um, it'll be easier to manifest this Mars and Cancer for this period into something positive and to, you know, really 
fortify and protect our inner sacred waters and the sacred waters of the world. You know, sometimes your garden does need a fence and, you know, that cardinal water, that, that burst of rain is always good. So I see the, this Mars working in tandem well with the other energies um, I've discussed, the, the, the Sun, Mercury, and Venus. So it's, it's, a, it's a positive time to, uh, you know, get deep-rooted and to figure out how you're going to protect those roots, how you're going to protect the work, the work you've created. Um, so that begins on the, 20, the 23rd, and that'll be running throughout the, whole, the rest of the season. So on to Jupiter, we have something very, very, very exciting. This is a major influence, not a, um, you know, just this season thing. Jupiter is moving on May 13th from Aquarius to Pisces. And this is so great because it's the first time that Jupiter's changed signs since the Great Conjunction. And in Aquarius, which was back in December when uh, Saturn and Jupiter were lined up perfectly. And Saturn and Jupiter have been in the same signs for a while now. Um, all throughout the pandemic, they were in Capricorn and then into Aquarius together. And now Jupiter has finally sped ahead into Pisces. And when Jupiter, this, the planet of expansion, is in the same sign as Saturn, the planet of contraction, we see this kind of like continuing theme of you need to have pain in order to grow, right? So like things need to contract in order to expand. And that's something that's, that's true for sure in life at times. But it's not always true. And I think that it's really been a theme that's been on full display for the past two years. Like sometimes one part of your life is expanding and other part's contraction. And, you know, they're not always connected. We can grow without pain, but pain is a way to grow. And I think that it's been a period of time where this contraction, this extended contraction and expansion connection has really, you know, made us all grip with our pain and, you know, during the lockdown, be with ourselves and think about all this stuff. And we're going to be moving away from that, with where Jupiter is going to be kind of doing its own thing in Pisces. Jupiter also does great in Pisces. Um, you know, it's 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 one thing to have a dream. Um, you know, Pisces is is the is the sign of dreams and of, of visions and of collective. But you need to be, uh, you know, it, it does really good when Pis when Jupiter is there and can really expand that, you know, and it can make the dream super expansive and so big that it's, it, you know, I think of Jupiter and Pisces, I think, you know, shoot for the moon, you're going to hit the stars or shoot for the stars, you're going to hit the moon, whichever one it was. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's like make your goals so lofty and big and so great that even if you don't reach them, you'll still reach something amazing. Like that kind of affirmation is what I see in Jupiter and Pisces. It's going to be there for a while. Um, so, you know, this, this is going to be a powerful, um, influence coming, coming through and Jupiter and Aquarius, um, I've, you know, it, it, it can be challenging because I feel like it's been, it's been a time where Aquarius's sort of struggle is it wants to be this individual, but it wants to express his individuality to everyone. It wants to be a part of everyone as an individual. And it's like those, those kind of con contrasting energies of this, of this air that is, you know, the, I think of like the North wind that just keeps on going or the snow that doesn't stop. Um, and you know, Aquarius has that, has, it's as individual as the snowflakes, but it's, it, it, you know, it still wants to be a part of the, the collective snowscape. And, you know, where Pisces is more kind of like let that go and is like less concerned with, um, you know, how much of an individual it, it is. So I think on the collective scale, because, because that when we get to the, the, 
the further out we get on the zodiac, the more the you know the less it's about your own personal world, and it's more about you know collective and world events. Um, I mean, I meant the further we get on the planets, um, like from Mercury to Pluto. Anyway, so Jupiter is um, on a collective scale. I'm hoping that there's less of this, um, you know, like I need to be like the the unique guru who figured it all out and people can just more just be like I'm me and I'm just doing it Um, I'm just doing my own magic in my own way and there's um you know I think that one of the things that like Pisces doesn't have the competitiveness that Aquarius has like Aquarius is to me in some ways like a little bit um it's such a genius sign but it, it wants to like take that genius and uh you know really kind of show everyone how genius it is and I think that um it'll be it'll be good for everybody if the collective energy kind of moves more into like you know we're all geniuses in our own way which is kind of like more like the way the pisces would would look at it and is um you know like so i i think that it's going to be a really exciting placement um and it's exciting to have a change and i'm more excited about it because having the contractive and expansive energies lined up jupiter and saturn together is just it's it's a lot of the, the deep inner work and the shadow work and the thinking about problems in your life. Like the, the, those are the kind of things. And now we'll have an opportunity to have, um, more experiences that are just growth oriented. And, and, you know, the growth won't necessarily be tied to the contraction. Um, because, you know, I've been hearing so much of like, you know, growth always comes from pain or like, you know, the gifts are close to the wounds always. And like, I think it's definitely true a lot of the time, but I don't think it's always true. I think that we can also, um, you know, gain things and be, um, gain wisdom from truly just joyous and happy experiences. And I think that's what Jupiter and Pisces is going to bring back. So we still have Saturn and Aquarius, which is probably why I'm still thinking about all the the, the shadow side of Aquarius, because Saturn is that contractive energy. And it is that like, you know, I, I see it in Aquarius, like we're still having that in the collective of people just needing to think they're right so much. Um, and needing other people to be wrong in order for them to be right. And I think that, um, you know, that theme's still going on. And it's why uh, I think social media is so toxic sometimes, and I spend very little time on it. Uh, So next we have Uranus and Taurus, which I talked about Taurus a lot, and I probably should have mentioned it earlier when I was mentioning the inner planets. But this is, is, to me, is more um, a larger long-term signification of the way in which our food structures are changing and evolving in... Um, our society and the way we interact with the earth is changing in surprising and beautiful and sometimes terrifying ways. Um, you know, so, uh, GMOs and, uh, you know, inge- as well as ingenious organic methods of agriculture, all these would fit under Uranus and Taurus. And, uh, you know, when, uh, it can also bring a little more unexpected energy. So, you know, uh, it, th- we have, we still have the earth providing us with you know unexpected shifts like i think of um you know during uranus and taurus we've had so many uh like unexpected like earthly natural disasters and earthly events and um you know i think maybe that this is the beginning of that era <laughs> yeah, i don't think that's going away when uranus enters gemini but i think that like you know this is this is a like you know where it became it became very noticeable and uh people are starting to uh, notice how the earth is changing on, on like remarkable and, you know, like, uh, very undeniable ways, like with the wildfires and the, 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 the prolonged frosts in Texas and, you know, the, 
the crazy arctic warm <laughs> warm spells and you know just 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 the the truly just unexpected and dynamic uh way that the 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 physical earthly realm is is reacting to everything and then we have um reacting climate change i think that you know uranus and uranus in in taurus is is a little bit about you know our, our changing farming practices but it's also about sort of like the real tangible effects of climate change coming into full focus so next we have neptune which is um in pisces and it's, it's been there for a while but i think that it's important to um mention here because uh it, in terms of mars and in terms of uh you know everything being in taurus where it's these energies are all in sync so we have neptune and pisces neptune is is the planet of religion of um spirituality of the underneath of deep like love for humanity like humanitarianism um it's can sometimes considered like the higher octane of venus although um i don't know if i, I necessarily believe that i think all the planets have kind of unique energies and i think that you know thinking well i don't like i don't like to put things on hierarchical ones higher or lower or anything like that so um you know, it's it's. It, we, I see these continued themes of religion becoming more important in society, and um, you know, I, I, I'm having a nice flow to Mars. So maybe like you know, uh, with with the with the trine to between Cancer and Pisces, maybe considering how to you know protect your spirituality, how to have those shields up, how to how to use your you you know, and how to how to have a nice and to to use your spirituality to keep those fortresses in check from getting to be too, um, uh, barbed and fortified and <laughs> overly, <laughs> overly guarded. So, and lastly, we have Pluto and Capricorn, which is just, you know, the continuing like, uh, craziness with capitalism and the, the, just the, the massive shifts of money and the, the mountains of the mountains of Pluto are, are, you know, the Capricorn's mountain goat, uh, are, are still, you know, rough and unexpected and uh you know we should we should just you know that energy isn't 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 going away for a while um and it's going to keep being you know kind of this i see pluto and capricorn as this 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 dramatic focus on work and uh obsession with work because pluto can be like obsessions and uh capricorn can be the sign of like uh enterprise so it's like you know just 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 this obsessive need for like all of humanity to be working when like really like for what like my neighbors have the this these people that come over and they're like sitting eating, eating their sandwiches and like they're just like these people are just um paid to blow every single leaf off their lawn and they sit there for, they do for hours and like why <laughs> like i just think we're in this era of time where it's like we all just like are like so addict like addicted to work and like everyone you know we have so many jobs and things that are done that are just not needed and like if we all just agreed to like relax a little more and to like not work as much like society would function fine like <laughs> and like there's so like we robots can do a lot of the work for us and i think i think it's 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 kind of like i think that that's what when this finally ends i have to look it up but it's so far in the future that i'm not like you know counting down the days or anything it's years from now um in the, in the 2020s when capricorn enters i mean when uh pluto enters aquarius i think we're going to see a time where all of a sudden 
oh, robots can do this stuff for us. We don't need to work so hard. And like, <laughs> it's going to be, and then it almost be, it could be dramatic and bad and, um, you know, overblown in that way where maybe the robots have too much power or whatever. But Aquarius is sort of like that ingenuity of humanity. And I feel like, um, you know, Capricorn is like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to climb the mountain. And um, Aquarius is like, oh, I'll bid you, build you an escalator. Like, <laughs> I'm like, um, you know, going to do it, do it my way. Um, so anyway, it, it's, it's, I, I see that Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn is being this consistent, um, you know, background noise of uh, the need to like constantly work and our, our obsession with working that, that serves no one any purpose. Um, but it is also in concert, like it's working well with most of the energies of the planets that we've talked about. Everything's in our earth and water for the most part. Um, so a lot of, besides the moon, of course, which is moving around, which I'll talk about in a second and goes through all the signs throughout this, but, um, you know, it, it, Pluto being here in Capricorn, it is having a positive aspect to, um, all these, all the planets in Taurus. So in that way, you know, we shouldn't, I'm trying to think explain this, like, it, you know, it, it like, all these it's not probably not getting in the way of our our the main theme that i'm focusing on which is you know being deeply rooted consistently rooted and uh you know really focused in the tangible realm um pluto's like you know sort of workaholic and obsessive nature um in capricorn will help that like it's it's gonna it's gonna be in tandem with that well it might you know it might it might be in contrast to something else like if when things get into, you know, Libra and you're trying to do a relationship, that might be in contrast to this, you know, Pluto that wants to work all the time um, in Capricorn. So uh, next I will get to the moon or full moon in Scorpio on the 26th of April. And with the moon in Scorpio, it'll be not only opposing the sun, but also opposing Mercury, Venus, and Uranus. So Scorpio and Taurus oppose each other because Taurus is very much focused on the earthly realm and, um, you know, sort of about things that can be seen and touched and felt with the senses. While Scorpio is, you know, a, a very much about the abstractions and about um, the deeper meanings and uh, nothing is simple for Scorpio. And so, um, and in Taurus, Taurus likes things simple and and doesn't want a lot of a lot of complications. Scorpio is always like like looking for the complications and looking for the deep inner webs that make everything work together. And Taurus is more concerned with you know what comes up above the ground than um, than thinking about all the all the connections that that, that led it there throughout the past. And uh, like uh, um, because of this, we might find that our emotions want to go into um, you know, that are taking us to deeper places than our mind and our, uh, and our, our hearts and our whole beings are not quite, um, you know, like in sync with that. Like we're, we're much more like, um, you know, and there, there might be, there could be a disconnect there and it's a good time to bridge the disconnection with the abstract and the, the concrete. So if you have, you know, um, you know, to make sure that like, for me, I'm going to kind of check in and say, okay, what, which of my fears are based in reality, which problems are, and which are kind of flashing paper tigers. Uh, they used to say paper tigers, but now that everything's on the computer, it's like a flashing tiger, right? Like, they're, like, which, which, what, um, it's, it's chance to release, I think, the, 
fears about what aren't real, what, what isn't real, what our emotional bodies are carrying into Scorpio, uh, through Scorpio in that deep, um, the deep waters, the deep wells of our, our, our emotional being. And, um, letting that go and say and connecting back and in, in through connecting back into the reality and, and finding out which which of those fears um are real and which which are kind of things that, that are things that are willing to be let go because the full moon in my mind is a releasing it's also time to celebrate so um you know to celebrate the, the scorpion part of ourselves the the, the the um this part of ourselves that likes uh that seeks complexity, that doesn't want simplicity, that doesn't want, um, you know, that doesn't want it easy, that wants, that wants to take the, 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 the trickier path and play the, play the video game on hard and wants, <laughs> you know, that part of ourselves that, that wants a challenge, that wants, uh, you know, in, in embracing that and celebrating that while, um, you know, also acknowledging that, that life doesn't have to be hard because it's tourist season and, um, you know, the earth's going to start providing for us as much as it can, um, as much as we let it. So, um, I titled this whole episode trails to treasure. And the, the, the idea was that is that we need to, you know, as opposed to areas where we are pioneering the plants out there into the, into their own lands. Now is the time where we're clearing trails for the plants to grow on their own and spread on their own. And, uh, you know, in terms of our own beings, maybe there's a way we can take that metaphor and, uh, you know, create trails for, um, you know, for the treasure to bloom all along <laughs> and, uh, you know, through steady and consistent Taurus energy, we can make things happen, um, in the physical realm, which is really what, what this, this time and this, this period is all about. So, uh, best of luck with you. Get, get outside, and uh, hopefully, you have a really awesome tour season. I'm gonna be keep doing these podcasts about uh, about each season, and I'm also gonna be doing some more and about like you know raspberries and uh, mess like wisdom from the wisdom from the food forest and about uh, wisdom about making a food forest and all all that good stuff. So, um, thanks for listening. Have a great day.